Hey everybody, this is your man Kyle Means, editorial director of WeAreRegalRadio.com, War Media. What's going on, man? This is, uh, hope you're listening to this and uh, with some interest. You know, there's the, maybe the concept, the title, or the description of piqued your interest, but uh, yes, this is indeed uh, Freestyle Friday is what I'm calling it. You know, just a, a sort of hodgepodge little collection of, uh, you know, segments, stuff that, we, that we've done, stuff that maybe isn't fully formed necessarily. Uh, you know, I've ha- you know, I always have stuff that I throw out that I try to do and I try not to waste anything. So uh, some things that may have been on the cutting, that cutting room floor or close to it. You know, you may hear on this sh- on this show, but more so than that, it's just really like a uh, place where I want to get out ideas and opinions on, you know, fun stuff, entertainment, pop culture, trending things, top trending topics, uh, you know, and, and subject matter of that nature. Just stuff that uh, we not all we're not typically dealing with all the time or consistently like. You know, some of the Chicago, most of the Chicago sports stuff we do is pretty consistent, and you know, uh, you know, sports in general, I guess. So, th- like, th- this is more like a respite from that, I would say too. Like uh, with Dean Davis flip, that's more of a, a respite or a uh, uh, alternative to what they're known, they're most known for, and, and most you know established in is, is the sports talk but they use the flip to do other things and uh this is you know this is the other things portion of uh war on anchor i would say as well and you'll get that uh you should be able to get that by the end of this if you make it through uh three topics mainly i'm dealing with this week uh, one is wrestling professional wrestling which if you if you follow me enough and you follow uh demands and uh, some of our guys, you know, you'll definitely know that wrestling is on the docket for us quite a bit. And uh, I did a special uh, WrestleMania special uh, a couple months ago when that was going on. Uh, had you know, had D on that and had, uh, had my man uh, Henny Omega from Barber's Chair Net uh, came through and blessed us as well. This time I got my man Dedrian Cologne. Who, uh, if you notice all the promotional works that uh, Dean Davis has, and he's done quite a bit for We Are Regal Radio as well, promotion-wise. Uh, you know, he's out there hustling all the time, you know, on and offline, and he's a big wrestling fan, and me and him got on and chopped it up on uh, IG Live uh, about wrestling, and in particular, AEW, All Elite Wrestling, a new wrestling promotion is uh trending upward and uh doing a, getting a lot of buzz you know they just uh secured a television deal with tnt first time that wrestling's gonna be on tnt since monday night nitro in uh 2001 when that went off the air uh this weekend they have a big show coming up called double or nothing uh their first official show is aew but the principals of uh, who found AEW actually put on the show here in Chicago last year. That was a breakthrough called All In. You'll learn a bit about all that, uh, say, coming up in that segment. But first, I want to go into Game of Thrones. Uh, another another big trending topic this week. 
The finale was last Sunday. Wasn't to uh, everybody's satisfaction, unfortunately. Uh, but and you'll you'll hear quite a bit of that here with our opinions. Uh, I got a, some scatter shot opinions from some of our friends, some of our peoples here uh, from War. Uh, Tony Gill has been very vocal about his disapproval in the last season, so you'll hear from him. Uh, Jamie Golden, who uh, was. Uh, so kind to let me interview her for writer's room which you can hear now uh, on war on anchor she's uh, gave her opinion as well chris pennant who did the uh the immediate response with me uh to the battle of winterfell episode he's he has his opinion as well and as does the so you'll get to hear those opinions coming up right right in this uh right in a bit and uh yeah, just pretty much, you know, my opinion of Game of Thrones is I was satisfied. I'm, you know, I wasn't over the moon with really with much that happened since the Battle of Winterfell. I think that was kind of really the emotional, the the big climax of the series of that of this last season and of the series was sort of when Arya jumped up and killed the Night King. Uh, since then, they. Those last three episodes, they dealt with a lot of things that they needed to deal with. Not necessarily in the way that was most pleasing for everybody, but they did it. And, you know, it, it ended the story. It's not easy to end such an epic tale like that. And that that's not letting them off the hook, uh, betting off for Weiss, you know. But, you know, you could say that they rushed through it. You know, maybe they should have went out with 10 episodes of this season let it draw out a little bit more like a traditional season of Game of Thrones. You know, the mistakes, these these little mistakes that they had uh, with the cups and stuff showing up on on set, you know, that's kind of stuff where that's some one, two, three Cancun shit. It's like, <laughs> kind of ready to go, you know, let's, let's get out of here. So, you know, there may have been some of that to a little recklessness in the production, but you know, they tried, and I think, uh, you know, it, it, it's just time to move on. You know, when you look at a lot of popular shows, there's been a lot of questions with a lot of popular shows ending. Sopranos, Seinfeld, you know, hell, if you're black, if you like black shows like I do, you got a lot of shows that either ended badly, like, say, a Martin, or shows didn't end at all, like a Wayans Brothers, you know. Marlon it's Wayne's like posted something on IG about that this week. Cool. It's been 20 years since that show went off and it didn't get a proper ending. And it should have, because it's a damn funny show. People still watch it every day on MTV2. So, uh, you know, I mean, this is it's just this TV, man. It's, a lot of it is business. A lot of it is, you know, it's art and commerce mixed with, with each other. And sometimes they come out of loggerheads and, you know, you don't necessarily get the satisfaction of what you what you would like and it's not as the same type of finality or you know uh, you know the same sense of uh, mission that may come with like a movie where there's a set period of time where you have to work or with something more abstract like a, you know a work of art a painting or something you you have a you know you're not necessarily trying to answer something you're just presenting a point of view you know music is a lot like that too you know with television i think people are more obsessed with 
you know, oh, you know, I spent this amount of time watching you, and that has to lead to something that's satisfactory for me. That's not really the case. And as fanboys and fangirls, you know, you know, no matter how much you love the show, how much you, you know, talk about it online, how much you recommend it to other people, you're still not a part of the editor, of the editorial process. You're not part of the creative process. You know, it, Benning off and Weiss didn't owe you anything just because you watched the show for X amount of years. You know, they told the story that they wanted to tell. If you didn't like it, you could complain about it. But asking them to redo it. That, you know, Star Wars fans did that too with The Last Jedi. It's like, come on, man, get off me. You know, you're not entitled to anything as a, as a fan of a particular show or, or work of fiction. You just gotta, you know, you don't have to see, you don't have to see it through if you don't want to. If you did and you weren't satisfied, then feel free to say it. But if you were, that doesn't mean also that you're not asking for anything. It just means that you're letting it go. And you're letting you're enjoying the story for what it is, which is a story. Not all stories end well. Not all stories end satisfactory. But they have to end. That's just my thoughts, essentially, on Game of Thrones. And uh, coming up now, some of the crew's thoughts. So enjoy them, and uh, be back in a little bit here. Freestyle Friday. We are Regal Radio, War Media, War on Anchor. Get at you. fantasy series that changed how we looked at fantasy series. As expected, the water cooler show gave viewers a lot to argue about with its big moments and character send-offs, sparking controversies online with fans, while critics debated whether it did or did not subvert expectations enough. No one is very happy, which means it's a good compromise, I suppose. So, for me, the series finale was um, an unsatisfying conclusion to uh, an epic saga. Um, I did appreciate that a few of my faves survived, um, but I feel like the the crowning of Bran um, as the ruler of the, the Six Kingdoms, um, it was unsatisfying. It's like, if he knew all along, then why do we have to go through all this shit in the first place? But whatever. Um, but... Uh, that said, um, you know, it could have been a lot worse. At least was it like, you know, Daxter or The Sopranos. So I guess we should be thankful. This is Chris Pennant, a.k.a. the writing hand of the king for Regal Radio. Want to give a quick, my quick thoughts on the end of Game of Thrones. I, just, I was so disappointed. I was just disappointed in the way that the, the, cre- the showrunners just kind of put themselves into a corner and then it seemed like they dreamt up the most formulaic ending to get us out of it. Nice touch bringing back Edna Tully just to get finally shut down because that was, I guess, one thing that we hadn't seen, uh, you know, uh, we hadn't had a chance to see. And shout out to Yara who survived. Love her, you know what I'm saying? But Bran on the Iron Throne, even our, our characters 
spinoff, uh, sequel missions. It just, it was underwhelming, and it felt like fan service. At its basic degree, it felt like fan service. I'll give you more thoughts when I can, but this is right ahead of the King side of So it was all right, I guess. I mean, I think Tyrion said it right when nobody's really happy, and I guess that's the best compromise. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was a bad end, end for the season, you know, for a, a great show. Um, and I may have been asking too much, but as a fan of the show, I, was, I held that show to a high, much higher standard than what we got in season eight. But, I mean, the ending was not terrible. And that's that's what I'm going to remember about the show. That ended up being not terrible. What's happening, everybody? This is Demond Spurl, one half of the D and Davis show. Uh, my thoughts on the series finale of Game of Thrones. Dude, I mean, I'm not even a hardcore, hardcore fan. I'm a fan of the show. I've been watching since season one. Really picked up on season two. But, dude, that was whack. It was it was bad. It was bad. Listen, the way I think of it, it was like a slow rolling turd rolling down a muddy hill. Dude, I fell asleep on it twice. Twice. And I never do that. Never do that. But man, everybody's fighting for the throne. Brand just gets it. You know, he brand the broken, what we call brand the broken. The dragon takes out the throne. By uh, uh Jon Snow kills Danny so quick. Dude, come on. No source material. And, the, and you know what? Based on the writing, you could tell it. Thumbs down. <laughs> hey, I, I got to tell you, I, I really did like those, uh, those responses, even though they were altogether negative. They were, they were pretty entertaining, to say the least. Much love to my peoples, Divine Sproul, Tony Gill, Luchek Tone, the writing hand of the king, Chris Pennant, and the one and only Jamie Nesbitt Golden. Thanks for giving me your opinions on the uh, end of Game of Thrones. You already heard mine as well at the top of the show. And uh, right now, we're going to go into my talk with Dedrian. Uh, my man, Dedrian Cologne, a lot of wrestling talk here. Uh, if you like it, you know, let us know what you think. And if you like anything that we do, you can also uh, like like Jamie and the guys just did. Just uh, hit them, hit us up with a, a thoughts of your own. Leave a message. Uh, there's a link available with all of our podcast shows where you can uh, you know do a voicemail. Uh, sound off. Let us know what you think, and you may get on a future Freestyle Friday episode of, uh, you know, get your own message on a future Freestyle Friday episode. So, you know, if you want to get in on what we're doing, you know, show us, show us something. You know, you, I, I normally say show us some love, you should, and we'll show it right back. That's always the case, you know. But show us what you want, you know. You, you know, don't uh, don't come too spicy though. I have to shut you down. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah, holla at us. You know, leave a message. Uh, links are available, like I said, on our uh, podcast links. 
about our show links, I should say. And uh, yeah, like coming up now, me and Dedrian talking AEW and uh, invasion of new invasion of wrestling. You know, can they compete with WWE? They got a big show this weekend. We gonna let y'all know all about it. Some stuff just catches fire. And one thing we want to do differently than any other wrestling that's out there is you can't deny something when it catches. So if something catches, we're going we're gonna to mm. push that. We're going to promote that. If an individual catches, we're going to push that. We're going to promote that. And that all starts at Double or Nothing. So, I mean, there's, this is a, there's a lot of guys on this show who are so, so talented. And if you cover the indie scene, you've been around it. Yeah. You've probably seen some of them. But for people who are just jumping on board, maybe they heard Jim Ross was going to be part of the show or Chris Jericho, and they're just jumping on board. Ooh, I think there's they're going to really take away with some new favorites, uh, men and women. I think we're going to do some wrestling talk. You mess with that, then, you know, you're going to mess with us right now. If you don't mess with it, then I don't give a damn about you. Because <laughs> you go deal with it anyway. But if you don't, yeah, you, I think you'll like it. If you like, especially if you like wrestling. But yeah, this is, uh, what's up, D? Topic, man. I'm, I'm, I'm here to talk wrestling. I'm here to talk wrestling with Deji. But, uh, yeah, we we doing this. Actually, this is gonna be part of a, a new segment, a, 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 okay. new, a new show. I'm kind of pulling together a few things. I'm call, I think I'm gonna call it a, a Freestyle Friday, and it's gonna be like okay. a lot of, uh, you know, pop culture talk in general. But just but okay. it's gonna be like two or three different segments, two or three different topics, uh, okay. you know, across all of uh popular culture and you know okay. this this segment i'm recording this segment too you'll be able to hear this on war on anchor uh coming up tomorrow so uh but you know you could you could join in with us now of course but you but you'll be able to hear it uh, later on war on anchor uh part of uh, like i said freestyle friday war on anchor new uh new show okay. but uh okay this segment like i said is about professional wrestling and I wanted to do something for a while with Dedrian regarding that because Dedrian, I know, loves pro wrestling, and he, you know, he loves he loves to complain about WWE, and we gonna talk a little bit about WWE, but 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 WWE. My complaints. What, go ahead. My complaints right. pale in comparison to what people put on Twitter. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. That, oh. It's a trip. Oh if, if, you, if you think Game of Thrones fans are bad, you know, motherfucking, motherfucking WWE fans is crazy. <laughs> but what that said, though, you do appreciate wrestling on a lot of levels. And really what's, what's kind of hot right now with wrestling is uh, AEW. And AEW yeah. is putting on its first show. First big show officially this weekend called Double or Nothing out in Vegas. And they have a big convention called StarCast that's going along with it. They actually did this format uh, last September here in Chicago, a show called All In. 
And, but that pre that sort of predates AEW because AEW wasn't officially announced until January of this year. But but All In set the table for AEW because it showed that the promoters of that show, essentially Cody Rhodes, uh, the uh, the Elite, it's a group called the Elite. Cody Rhodes, Matt and Mick Jackson, as and also known as the Young Bucks, a, a brother tag team duo, and uh, Kenny Omega. Hangman Page, uh, and at, at that point, uh, Marty Skrull is, was in the group as well. He's not officially in the group right as of now, but but uh, they they basically put on the show uh, independently. They weren't uh, not not aligned with WWE, not aligned with any New Japan even. You know, New Japan people were in the show, other people, Ring of Honor, other people, independent people in the United States were part of the show. But the, this small group of wrestlers put on the show by themselves, and they really made a lot of money for it. It was a big success, and they really showed that they had the ability to put something together on their own. That's led to them uh, founding AEW, led to them having a, a billionaire, Shai Khan, Tony, and Tony Khan, his son, a, a billionaire family is backing them on, on this adventure. And TNT most recently has announced that they're backing them as well. And they're going to put AEW on weekly programming starting in the fall. So this is a big deal for wrestling. It brings us back to a a more treasured time when there was competition in the business. And and you had, you know, Monday Night Raw, Monday Night Nitro going against each other. The the story, Monday Night Wars, you had, you know, you just had a lot of, talented people doing thing doing you had options as a fan you had options if you didn't like what was going on in wwe or wwf at the time you watched wcw if you didn't like wcw you watched wwf if you ain't like those two you watched ecw there was options and now there's starting to be options again and that means a lot so desrin in your opinion because i know you follow you you've been following New Japan and been following in the indie scene and all that other other stuff. What does it mean to you that AEW has popped off the way that it has? Oh man, it's um, um, just to piggyback on what you said about the Monday Night Wars and stuff like this. Um, I was talking to uh, Josh Lopez. Um, yeah, shout out to Josh. Uh, okay. Um, and I was telling them that this reminds me not so much the Monday Night Wars. But this reminds me of the 80s when Hogan was very popular and Ric Flair was very popular. Mm. And you had WWF and NWA, yeah. and they were on the weekdays. Um, they weren't going head-to-head like the Monday Night Wars. But, I mean, they were, you know, one was being played in the morning, one was being played in Saturday afternoon, and one was both being played at Saturday night, and then Sunday. So they had the whole weekend. Um, but this is, the, the wrestling business needs it. Um, just the enthusiasm, um, you know, just WWE's had a pretty much a foothold for 20 years. Um, and maybe they've gotten complacent. Uh, maybe because they had no competition, they're just like, well, we run the business. You know, we got this video library of WCW, world class, yeah. you know, this whole thing. We got the network. Ah, we're good. It's like um, a monopoly. But with AEW, yeah. But with AEW and what they're doing and, you know, they're putting on weekly episodes 
not traditionally, yeah. but on YouTube. Um, and the way, and that's uh, that's one thing that people are missing the thing, the mark about AEW. They're producing things according to the current times. They're not producing it like WWE, WWE USA Network or um, the WWE Network. You know, they put it there. They're actually utilizing AEW is utilizing um, formats that people use every day: YouTube, Twitter, um, Instagram. Yeah. You know, they're utilizing it, um, and that's where I see that they're. I man, I forgot who I was talking to. I said that WWE is almost like um, the, the traditional taxi cab companies. Okay. And AEW is like Lyft and Uber. They're like the new, they're just transforming. You know, you see it. They're going to transform traditional, you know, what we've traditionally, according to WWE, um, but they're going to transform it. Um, not only do they have TNT, but they're going to be broadcast on Bleacher Report Live. Yeah. You know, they're streaming, which is one of the biggest. Um, and looking at this, I'm like, man, this is like 1994, 95 all over again. Like, like, a re like a rebirth of WCW almost. Um, but but yeah, I mean, with that with, said, too, a lot of it is is based still in tradition, like you mentioned NWA. Yeah, and we we got the the main vice president of the, of the company is Cody Rose, and he's the son of Dusty Rose, and Dusty is synonymous with the NWA, and he was synonymous with yeah. Jim Crockett Promotions in the eighties when NWA was at his peak. And he was producing, you no, know, Dusty was producing a lot of the best television, wrestling television of that era. So you, you, you have to think that Cody, in his mind, is is hearkening back to those days as well as being yeah. an innovator as well. And, and doing and, and in some ways trying to stick it to WWE, who, who you no, know, he was he was in WWE, if y'all don't know, for a while and he fell off with them. You know, they fell off with him and he fell off with them in both ways because they couldn't see eye to eye and he wasn't doing no type of work that he wants to do, which has become more of a recurring theme in that company in recent years. You have more and more complaints arising from people in WWE, like, why am I doing these things? Why am I engaging in these uh, stories? And I'm not competing the way that I want to in the ring. And and, you know, it's 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 important to look at things through that context because starting this weekend, we're going to see some talents who, you know, WWE has either overlooked or you know let go. Like I, I read this week that Ty Dillinger is going to be in the battle royal that they have. Uh, which again, yeah. like you mentioned too, the business model that that battle that first hour of Double or Nothing is going to be free on. YouTube and other uh, AEW pro, uh, uh, social media outlets, you know, so it, they're they're doing a lot, like you say, to innovate and uh, you know, kind of throw it back because, like, like we like they've announced too, like they want to be more of a competitive, pure wrestling show, not spectacle, not you know, not weird comedy and stuff like that. They they just want to go out there and do some real tough wrestling shit and you know i'm looking forward to see how it's going to come about yeah i um you know i've been watching the whole uh their youtube series the being the elite and yeah uh, cody rolls the double you put you you really you got me watching that now man 
I'm kind of watching that week now. That man, I think the the double or nothing Cody Rhodes uh, videos he does on YouTube. I I believe it's like five to seven minutes. Yeah, that five to seven minutes is better than three hours of Raw, and that's not me knocking WWE. <laughs> it's just the plan is simple. It gets to the point. You know, three hours of Raw. It's like okay. We're going to get to the point, hopefully, this hour. And yeah. then you get to the next hour. Yeah, okay, they it's probably keep, the third hour. Keep trying to draw you like, along. Yeah, it's just like, oh, man. I um, haven't watched the Double yeah, or Nothing videos yet. I'll probably try to watch it before the show, though, this weekend. But Yeah, it's, you know, one thing I can say is, um, you know, of course, getting back to your Twitter, uh, <laughs> when we were talking about Twitter, the fans and everything, you know, it's, there's a lot of fans that are just like, oh, they're going to kill WWE and this, this, this. And um, I'm a strong believer, you know, I as a wrestling fan, I don't want WWE to go away. Yeah. But being a business person and knowing business, you can kind of shoot yourself in the foot by allowing things and taking an approach like you're untouchable. Definitely. And things start, you know, the wheels start falling off and then it's like, oh, crap, like we need to we need to change quickly. Um, I think this weekend, after Double or Nothing, I guarantee you, you're going to see a different Monday Night Raw. You, you better. Yeah, you better. Especially, I guarantee you. Especially if they get a lot of good ratings, they got to react. And Because yeah. when people see, if people see that they got off to a good start, yeah, they, they got to put, they got to put themselves in gear. Because by the time that show goes off in the, in the fall, they're really going to be compared every week to, to what AEW yeah. was doing. And if they're not if they're not rising to the occasion, if they don't look good and AEW's putting on raw shows and putting over good people, you know, that's yeah. that's not going to be a good look. We've seen before, like me and you, we, we've seen before when WCW was dominating WWE. That was a long that was a, a long period. What that happened in the nineties yeah. is not impossible. Yeah, and that's that's one thing that um, that's what I'm liking about w, uh, AEW and looking at the people they're bringing along and how they're telling the story. And I'm like, and that's what most people aren't paying attention to. They're not paying attention to how they're presenting the story on YouTube because that's pretty much with our broadcasting background. That's yeah. their demo, literally. That's their demo of what we're probably going to see in the fall. And sure. If that's already getting ratings, and you put that on TNT with the NBA and all the other um, hot programming that they got on TNT. Oh, yeah. I'm watching now gonna, NBA on TNT. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're going to be like, ooh, this is going to be really good. And um, I believe they're going to be starting the same week that SmackDown starts on Fox. Yeah, yeah. They say, they say that's going to happen. That's going to be a pretty important week. A, a transitioning week for the business, so it'll, it'll be interesting yeah. to see how that goes. Like, could could they outdraw, you know, you know, outdraw SmackDown on Fox, you know, could, or or at least rival them, you know that. Even if they if they rival that, what you know, SmackDown has been not been drawing well recently, or as Raw, and yeah, it's you know, but, and the talk is there's been talk that Fox wants. SmackDown to do at least three million off top, as far as viewers each week, and that's they ain't been doing that on USA, so and yeah. that could be rough. 
And and AEW, just because of the buzz alone that they may get over the summer, they may come out and TNT, like by, I, I think by October, the NBA will be close to starting. They won't necessarily have started at, at early October, but but you you got a lot of shows that TNT has that they can use to uh, to promote and like you say Bleacher Report Live Bleacher Report in general that's a big uh, that's a big you know platform for sports in general now and and because people aren't you know the night the, the one thing that's better about wrestling environment now as opposed compared to the nineties is that people don't mind talking about wrestling now people take wrestling seriously. Yeah more seriously, you know, for better or worse than they did yeah. in the 90s. And you have, like, ESPN will have wrestling segments and yeah. stuff like that. And people that have more more different shows will have wrestlers on now. That's why I was thinking, like, when TNT announced AEW, I was like, man, what if the Elite show up on Inside the NBA, man? That would be dope. Like, they, you seen the picture with them and Shaq? Yeah. You know, don't, don't forget, because they're on TNT, People think, oh, it's just TNT. No, they're under the Turner umbrella. Yeah. So that's CNN. That's TBS. That's Adult Swim. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, and man, there's, there's but, a lot of overlap too. Like you talk about the audience and the, the, yeah. the, 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 the demographics. Like a lot of the people, you got to think a lot of people who watch Adult Swim definitely will be into AEW. So it's, yeah. And I found out that they're, um, their TV rating is going to be TV fourteen. Oh, that's hey, that's even better, man. You, you keep it raw, Get raw I'm for like, real, raw for real. You I'm know? Like, and, and it's crazy because the content that they're more than likely going to put on TNT is the content going back twenty years. They didn't want WCW to put on TNT. <laughs> yeah, it's like huh? yeah, times have changed. Yeah, times have changed. So. Yeah, that was um, that was the different ownership at that time. They were sleeping on yeah. the impact of wrestling. I mean, it, it sort of was. I mean, it, the, the, we can't overlook how the way that WCW was being ran at the time. It was it was ran, being ran badly, and they was putting out some hokey shit. So it's like yeah. it did that didn't help. Like if if they were doing what WWE was doing at the time, they wouldn't have took Nitro off the air. So oh, yeah, we you know we, we have to factor that in, but at the same time. Wrestling is something that has sustained itself for a hundred years, really. And yeah. really, ever since TV has been around, there's been major wrestling on in most of the country. And yeah. and it's been on nationally for a good 30 straight years now. When you look back to yeah. you look back to what WWE has done with USA and what the NWA and later WCW did with Turner. You know, they've been on yeah. nationally you know, since really since cable has started. So it's it's not yeah. something to overlook as far as entertainment and, and pop culture. You know, it's definitely something that and and we all know that it's not real. <laughs> you know, we're not goofy out yeah. here. You know, but it's so entertainment. It's fun. It, it's the, yeah, it's I fun. I know um, studying the history of professional wrestling because when the television, the device was created. Yeah. Um and, you know, you had networks, they would put professional wrestling on because it was the cheapest form of entertainment, but yet it would garner the most ratings. Sure. Because it was just, you just put it on it like, oh, wow, this is pretty interesting. Yeah, um, like like old, that. there's old, there's still old people around. They remember in the 50s and 60s, 
And that was ah. that was back when they really took it seriously. Like Demond's Demond's grandma, who is uh, you know, she's actually my great aunt. Okay. Demond's grandma was a big wrestling fan back in the day. Like if, get them to tell get them to tell you about it. Like like she like I remember she was over one year we was watching WrestleMania together. She's talking about how the, they used to watch wrestling back in the day. So it's like it it's deep for a lot of folks, and especially in some yeah. some areas of the country, like in the Midwest and down south, they had they had heroes that they really grew up with, that they ride with for for you know for this wrestling. Yes. I, I would say right now in today's society, if you had to sports entertainment. I would put the NFL, I would put the NBA, and I would put professional wrestling third. Really? Over baseball? I mean, you think about it. You look at the stadiums that WWE, Ring of Honor, they're all doing. I mean, yeah, uh, uh, baseball. Yeah, New Japan just, you know, Ring and Ring of Honor just did the Garden, man. That was a big show. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and that, and not only because of the stadiums, but also just because of uh, the fans' interest. You know, people are always interested in football because, man, you know, no matter what part of the country yeah. you are, you know, Bears or Packers or stuff like that, and then basketball is just pop culture. Yeah, when you, you look know, at what's trending on Twitter yeah. from week to week, even the WWE, we, you know, we've been taking some shots at every week. Raw and SmackDown is some of the most highly trending things on Twitter and stuff. Yeah, like, it's NBA, NFL. And wrestling, yeah, that's literally it. Yeah, um, and with that being said, one thing that most people overlook um, in this day and age, especially with professional wrestling, this is why AEW is going to succeed. Um, a lot of people say that traditional TV is going to be gone away. I kind of disagree. Um, we kind of we look at TV as you know the device we look at, the devices that were watching television has changed yeah. but the network hasn't changed yeah because they can still you know nbc can have their network on you know instagram or anything like that so the devices have changed but the network hasn't changed um and with that being said um rowdy piper before he died this was man this was back in 2005 and he man this blew my mind when he said it that when wwe bought wcw WWE was averaging about four to five million viewers. And surprisingly, WCW was averaging two million viewers. With that crappy product, yeah, they yeah. were averaging two yeah, million yeah. viewers weekly. Which is saying something like, that's how strong of a fan base they had. Yeah. Now, after, after WWE bought WCW, they still had like a four, they were averaging like 3.9, 4 million. That's it. Mind you, they just bought WCW. Yep. So after that, um, of course, they went three, you know, 3.9, 3.7 and stuff like that. And he said, you mean to tell me they didn't gain no viewers? So there's, he's like, so there's a good 3 million viewers that was watching professional wrestling that just went away. Mm -hmm. Nah. So they've been away for 20 years. So now, and that's more... Um, WWE's negligence of ignoring that, hey, granted, you talked about WCW, how they were ran, how they tried to put you out of business, but the one key thing that you ignored was that they had a loyal fan base. 
right. and you disregarded it. Right. That's the main thing. And that's what I see with AEW and Cody Rhodes, because he always mentions in his interviews, yeah, in Atlanta, in Atlanta, in Atlanta, in Atlanta. Hence, they're with Turner. So they're going to really tap into those 3 million viewers that really didn't watch WWF because of the hokey stuff, but they wanted to watch wrestling. Right. They wanted to watch the competition and stuff like that. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised after Double or Nothing um, and the few surprises that they've been hinting towards. Um, I know uh, Dean Ambrose is one that could possibly show up. Um, I've been saying for, man, ever since All, All In, um, or ever since AEW debuted and they, they announced that they were going to go on TNT and stuff like that, that yeah. don't be surprised when they have All Out in Chicago that you either, that CM Punk shows up there. That could happen, definitely. Shout, and shout. the owner, the owner has said it in numerous interviews, I want to sign CM Punk. Yeah, and yeah. I honestly believe they do. They AEW do. is going to pull a Lex Luger Monday Nitro for their first week. Right, right. Yeah, for those who don't know, Lex Luger was a big deal, and and you know he was he was getting a big push from WWE, but he showed up at the first episode of Monday Nitro back in '95 on a on you know that was like the biggest thing at the time. He showed up for WCW, yeah. and that tur- that that was a big turning point there. Like uh, they oh they taking away WWE's top guys, and uh, you yeah. know. That that sort of led to uh, you know Hall and Nash ended up going there and you know, yeah. the NWO and and that was that's that's what the mid nineties was man defined the yeah. mid nineties of wrestling man. Now one thing to also look out for just watching things that people tweet and stuff like that. Um, I've been keeping an eye on my guy. You know who he is. Um, uh, you know who he is. Yeah, yeah. Tamatanga. Yeah, yeah. Um, he is OG Bullet me. Club. Yeah, he is going to be at StarCast, and he did make a tweet referring to um, AEW or something like that. Um, Don't be surprised, because they haven't necessarily talked about their relationship with New Japan, and Chris Jericho does have an open contract where he can go to New Japan. I believe Kenny Omega has the same thing. Don't be surprised if they do an actual invasion angle that's actually legit and makes sense. (laughs) That'd be because wild, if you man. Think, because if you, you just look at the storyline, you know, Cody, the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega, the Bullet Club, yeah, did all in. But who's the real Bullet Club? Tama Tonga, his brother, uh, Bad Fuck, uh, Bad Luck, Fale. Yeah, that's the Bullet Club. So realistically, they could come in and like, hey, we actually helped AEW start. Yeah, yeah, we're the Bullet Club. Yeah, they still got unfinished business. Like this is our company, and let me tell you, if that happens and people follow them, that's gonna be bigger than the NWO because that's legit. And so we reached the end of this Freestyle Friday, our first ever. We're starting things, doing a lot of new things, cool things here. Uh, we are Eagle Radio, War Media, you know, a lot more on that coming up soon. Um, War on Anchor, you know, you've been hearing us. Hope you've been feeling us. Uh, you know, Freestyle Fridays, like I said, just another another way to present some things that we're doing just to 
throw some things at you, some cool things, some new ideas, new topics. You know, we're just having fun around here, man. Just doing what we love to do. And uh, if you want to support, please share our stuff, rate us well on your social media platforms and on your podcast platforms too, I should say. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, of course, you hear our, our new ad. Spotify, shout out to them for the support. Shout out to Anchor for hooking us up. Uh, you know, a lot of good things go down here with Anchor, and uh, we're glad to be on this platform, definitely. Um, another thing I'm glad about this week, I'm, I'm going to try to hit off, you know, at the end with these shows, uh, just talk about something that makes me really feel good this week. And that one thing I like to say is the reunion of Little Brother, man. Uh, one of my favorite rap groups ever. Uh, Ninth Wonder, Big Pooh, uh, Fonte. You know, some people will say that that's really Little Brother. Uh, you know, what we got this week in an announcement uh, uh, through uh, initially through DJ Booth, the website. And, uh, you know, they've, they've since gone on uh, IG, other uh, social media, and, and solidified it too, uh, you know, confirmed it. Uh, Fonte and Big Pooh, the rappers and Little Brother, who have since, you know, since their breakup with Ninth after the Minstrel Show LP, the legendary Minstrel Show LP in 2005, they've carried the banner themselves for the most part. And, and there were some times where there was things were rough with that group. And, uh, you know, there was some beef going on with Fonte and Ninth. And, you know, later Fonte and Pooh sort of was beefing. But now that's they've, that's all been put in the past now. They're all brothers again. And I, I think that's the most important thing. If you if you followed that group for a while, if you were around during the early 2000s and mid 2000s when they were really doing some of the best hip hop around and really uh, taking going forward and taking that legacy that groups like a tribe called Quest, De La Soul and Black Sheep and, uh, you know, uh, even groups like Mob Deep and you know, groups that influenced them all the way from the 90s and the 80s even, you know, that that they loved, that they wanted to, you know, just keep a certain flavor alive that of hip-hop, real shit, and, you know, stuff that, you know, the average brother can identify with, and but it's not average music, though. It never was average, just because it, it was coming from a street level, just like anything else, but it was also smart, funny, just re relatable in all the best ways. Fonte is one of the best rappers, I think, of all time. And when he really gets going, he's just amazing. And ask Drake about Fonte, and he'll tell you whether he wants to or not. Uh, you know, Pooh is a great sec second man. He's like, he's he's the the uh, excuse me the, the fife to to uh, Fonte's Q-tip man. He's he's great too, and I've I've had the pleasure of meeting him in person and. Uh, I'm so glad that, uh, you know, he, he's been able to, the Poo's that really been able to do some cool things behind the scenes, mentoring and managing artists, uh, you know, in, in recent years. But I'm, I'm real happy that he's going to be making music with his brother again and, uh, you know, doing touring as well. I know they got to come to Chicago, man. They, they I will definitely be there when they come to Chicago one way or another. And I would love to get, you know, either Pooh or Fonte on the on the mic and talking with me and my guys, we can make that happen. 
if, if you out there listen to this, if you could help make that happen, you would be forever in my debt, most debt, no doubt. And I'm, I know people who know them, so you know it shouldn't be no shouldn't be no excuses, you no. Know, but we'll make that happen one day. But uh, in the meantime, like I said, I'm just glad to hear that little brother is back in effect. They're back in the building, and uh, you know, going out this week for this first Freestyle Friday, I'm having a it's nothing better to go out with than a classic Little Brother track. So let's take a listen to this as we go out. And um, yeah, once again, War on Anchor. Keep following us. Do new stuff every week. And uh, yeah, show us love. We'll show it right back. And hope you have a good uh, holiday weekend. You know, enjoy yourselves. Be safe out there. Uh, don't get into no foolishness if you ha- if you can help it. And uh, make it through to the next week and do something to build and uh, make things a little better than it is right now. So uh, we're going to keep at it, and uh, we'll holler at you next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the right price, you can get quite nice That's how they do life right now in the D Scallywag selling P for free Wanna hop in the V, do they thing Then it's back to the street On the hunt for they mans to be With the glass dick It's a shame what they do for that next hit And every move is so drastic I'm talking about prom queens Who turn into has-beens Like this chick named Mia Shorty was the shit in high school Every bra had to be her Walking down the hall, every dude had to G Rock the new shit, diesel shoes, no sneakers Hair kept tight, French tips fresh Everything she did, Mia was the best Until graduation day, life turned a mess Her pops took two to the chest over dope money Now the family's broke, mom turned to bird and coat Trying to numb the pain, Mia never came to grips with it Going through flicks, then ripping them shits before she get drunk with it In the streets, no faction, snow became a fashion Riding fruit, no passion, now old classmates Laugh while they pass in Because she gone uh, in the wind And that's what I happens. seen storms, sun showers and rain Just to show us the sky's blue and the seasons change A lot of people use chemicals to ease the pain There's gotta be more I'm trying to go deeper, man Now one more time I seen storms, sun showers and rain Just to show us the sky's blue and the seasons change A lot of people use yeah. chemicals to ease the pain There's gotta be more I'm trying to go deeper